Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I'm thankful you've tuned in to us today. I hope that you had a great weekend and had some time with your family and are enjoying life to the fullest. God is good and His mercies are everlasting. And I just want to share, I want to share a message I actually shared about 15 years ago, 14 years ago or so, but uh, then I shared a story from it here maybe a year or two ago, but I wanted to show, re- retell the story because it has some impact on what I'm talking about. But I just think that we just need to realize that we have to accept one another. We're in the Thanksgiving Christmas season where acceptance is so important. So many people need love, accepted, and forgiven. And I hope that we can be that light in people's life. So pray with me. Our Father in heaven, thank you for this great day. Thank you for loving us, forgiving us, being there for us. And I pray you would just help us in every way to be men and women of God, to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Romans, the Apostle Paul, said this in the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 8, Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat something, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever guards, whoever regards one day as a special, does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat, does so to the Lord. For they gave thanks to God, and whoever abstains, does so to the Lord, and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Well, and I told you I was going to tell you a story that uh, some of you, if you listen every week, you would have heard. If you don't listen every week, you may not have heard, but this was just a couple years ago I shared this again because it's kind of an impactful story, but it, it reminds me so much of stories I've heard growing up of church situations and different in different venues, and you know, it's kind of a sad story, but there's a lot of truth, a lot of truth to it. There's one Sunday morning, the services were starting at a church, and the church organist, this was kind of a large church, and the church organist was not there, and no one knew where she was. So the pastor knew of several others in church that were pretty good on the organ, so he asked one of them to fill in for the day, and she gladly did. She played the first song and played it well, and everything went well, and about 10 minutes into the service, the organist, the regular organist, shows up. Well, the pastor thought, I'll just let this uh, substitute finish the service since she is up here and already doing well. He thought, no big deal. Well, he was certainly wrong. Over the next several weeks, controversy erupted. Factions arose. One faction was the regular organist party. They said that when the regular organist came in, the minister should have given the service back to her. The other faction was the substitute organist party. The two parties got so mad at each other, it broke out in a shouting match at church. The minister got so disgusted that he not only left the church, he left the ministry. This small issue caused half the church to leave. These people should have consulted the Apostle Paul. I suspect Paul would have 
told them to get a life and get over it. In Romans 14, those that Paul calls weak in faith were all wrapped up in rules, wrapped up in regulations. They were Christian Pharisees, uh, so-called. They said if you were real Christians, you would keep all the rules of the Pharisees received from the law of Moses. Now, Paul does not say that these people are not Christian. He says they are not mature Christians. The mature Christians, the strong believers, realize that in Christ we have freedom from the Old Testament law. They realize we are not saved by keeping the law. So those who are the two factions of the Church of Rome, and they despised each other. The strong Christians enjoyed their liberty and despised the weak, whom they called the Judaizers. The weak Christians kept their diets and their days and despised the strong Christians, whom they called libertines. Thus they were both wrong. For whenever we dispute and despise, we are wrong. If you listen to the Scripture carefully this morning, you understand why. You understand that we must leave the judging to God. How important it is. How often do we judge someone for their thoughts, their minds, the way they do things because they don't think like we do? And, I, man, I've dealt with that even in the church you know, today. Somebody talks about something, and, well, I don't believe this, and that's wrong, this shouldn't happen. I'm telling you, if they would go investigate every single church, you would find some of that. We are so quick to judge people if they do something different from what we think is right or wrong. Just like eating meat or being a vegetarian or worshiping on Saturday or Sunday. God knows the heart of man and also knows the intention of man. He desires for us to live in the spirit of unity. I've been very fortunate being 35 years in the same church here and uh, to see the incredible unity that God has brought us. We have had a very, very unified church. And not a perfect church, but very unified. Believe me, everyone doesn't agree with everything. But for the greater cause of serving God effectively, we set aside our differences and we just worship God. I know people who hop from church to church to church trying to find the perfect church. Well, I've got news for you. There is no perfect church. But there is plenty of great churches where God is there in the midst of the unity is present. And folks, that's what we want to be involved in. Church that the unity of God is involved in, the Spirit of God's highly involved in. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 and 6 says, With one heart we may glorify God. We're united in our worship and honoring God. If we as people would always remember that it isn't about us, but it is about Jesus Christ, then we will stay in the spirit of unity. And we will see Jesus praised. Everyone is different. There's not a one of us who think exactly alike. But because of our common goal, and that is to honor God, we can accept one another and move past the flaws that each of us have. Because we all know that we have flaws. We all know that we're not perfect people. I'm certainly not a perfect person. And I certainly think a little different Others, I was raised very, very conservative, and I've, I'm still conservative, but maybe not as conservative as I was, but I'm, I'm still very, very conservative. You know, most of people who listen to me, they know what, what my Tomisms are and my new words for the English language. I have kind of butchered the language. You that have listened to me for years, you know that. You know that 
Hey, don't don't give him an English uh, master's degree because he doesn't deserve it, and you are certainly correct. But you accept me as your uh, radio host and for who I am, not who you think I should be, and it allows me to be who I am before God, not concerned about impressing people, but about honoring God. I don't need to impress people. I don't. That's not what God called me to do. God called me to honor him, to teach people about him. Paul taught grace versus regulations versus regulations. Grace is God's unmerited favor towards us. He loves us. He blesses us. He opens doors for us. We don't have to worry about a code of regulations. You know, people need to understand it is not about a freedom to sin, a freedom not to sin. It's about a freedom not to sin. I, let me say that again. People need to understand that it's not about a freedom to sin. It's about a freedom not to sin. No one needs to tell you what is right and wrong. You know the answer. And if you are close to God, the Holy Spirit convicts you when you step into the wrong direction. How many times in our lives have we stepped in the wrong direction? We got going the wrong way. You know, it's like going down the road and you turn down a one-way street. I've done this more than once. And all of a sudden, I said, why are all those lights coming at me in both lanes? Somebody better get over. And then I realized there's a one-way street, uh, one-way sign sitting there. And I realized I'm in the wrong, so I've got to get out of the way. I've ducked into an alley one time, and man, that's, it was a little bit spooky. But that's what we have to do when we realize something's haywire. We need to change things around. Paul gives three reasons why we need to accept each other. The first is God has received us all. He knows we are all different, yet we were all created in his image. And he loves us for who we are, and he's received us. Oh, granted, he wants all of us to live for him and trust in him. The second is he, is, he wants to be the Lord of all. It's not just the Lord of a few who are deep in their walk with God. He wants to be the Lord of all, all those are on this earth. He is the Lord of the saint and the sinner, and his wish is for everyone to come to repentance and accept him as Lord and Savior. Who is Mr. Perfect? The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. We all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. None of us can stand on the platform today and say, I'm better than you. Romans 14 says, you then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment as it is written. As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. There will be no great escape. Every single person listening today will stand before God Almighty and give an account for their lives. Take a moment and reflect. How will that day look for you? What if that day is tomorrow? How will that day look for you? We need to look very carefully on Jesus and realize that, you know what? He forgives us. He shows us what he wants in our lives. He's, he said, I will forgive you, and you will have first, but you will be headed to heaven. Jesus gives us charge. And he says in our life, he tells, a, he tells the disciples, and he tells those he runs into, you know, said, you know, hey, turn things around, but go and sin no more. Sin no more. I don't care how bad the situation was. God is going to forgive you, but go out and sin no more. I think some people purposely hold on to their past just because they, they want to have an excuse. Well, there is no excuse. Jesus loves you, forgives you, accepts you, and just wants you to follow him. Would you do that today? 
Would you say, Jesus, today I follow you 100%. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.